And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, uh, <clears throat> I haven't showered today. I took a nap this afternoon. Uh, I forgot that it was Wednesday until my wife asked if we were recording a podcast. It has truly been <laughs> an excellent summer so far. How you doing? Now, that was a great gag, Durango Canyon Matthews at the DC Matthews. And, you know, folks listening, because this is an audio show. May not know this, but as he said, truly, old DC there, he uh, he flashed a can of truly original lemonade at the camera. It was well-timed and, I assure you, quite hilarious. I was not expecting it. Uh, you're not one to normally drink the Trulies, I don't think. I, so. I will tell you, we are not ones uh, we're not to drink. drink. We're not drinkers. Period. Us either, really. But it's the summer. And... <clears throat> um, I think we watched a video in which they were ranking uh, hard seltzers. And so, oh, no, this is the story. Uh, the story is we finally went to Costco. And we oh. didn't realize that Costco had a liquor store. And so it does. we went two days in a row because uh, we were going to buy bath mats and we decided not to. Then we regretted it, went back and bought bath mats. Um, but we wandered through the liquor store and they had a huge multi-pack. We didn't buy that, but we went to the regular uh, Mega Mart and bought uh, just a regular pack just to try it. I've tried the strawberry lemonade, quite good. Little sweet, quite good. And this I actually, is, what, um, did you get the multi pack that has the strawberry, the regular, the mango, and something else? Watermelon, watermelon maybe? Yeah. I have not had that this year. However, I remember surprisingly thinking. Oh, yeah, strawberry lemonade. I'm for sure going to like those. And yep. okay, watermelon, who knows? And mango, that doesn't sound like me. But uh, yeah, it's a multi-pack. I'll try it. I remember from that multi-pack thinking the strawberry lemonade, the one I thought I would like the most, was probably my least favorite. I Interesting. Think, and, I w- and I was very surprised to, to find out that the mango one was my favorite amongst all of them. And I forget <laughs> why. I remember saying, oh, this tastes exactly like and I can't remember what it was, but it tasted exactly like something else. And that was the reason why I liked it so much. I just, I don't remember what that was. Had, I, is, had I known Nansen, that. if you I'd hear have, this and remember, yeah. please send me a text message. Uh, I don't think I would have been allowed to bring three in and do a full taste test. This will be my first sip of the original. I like that one better than the strawberry. The strawberry was almost too sweet. My wife loved it. We were sharing a can, and we each took a sip, and I said it was too sweet. And she said, okay, took the can and walked out of the room. And, you know, actually, I don't think last year when I had it that watermelon was a flavor. I think it was, like, strawberry lemonade and then, like, raspberry lemonade, Mm -hmm. and they were real similar, you know? I I think maybe they decided to branch out with the watermelon. So, I don't know. I'm interested in trying it, but we'll see if I get there. As you said, not much of a drinker these days. No, no. So, you know, but I drink enough regular seltzer. I've been worried lately, the last couple of days. My stomach has felt like hard. Like when I'm like touching my abdominal area, it's, you know, not hard like 
but like, I'm like, it shouldn't feel like that. There should be more give. I have a rotund belly. I'm jolly like Santa Claus. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so I should, I should feel that. And then I looked it up because of course that's what you should do when you don't feel well is you go online and <laughs> yeah, look it up. Right. And one of the things they said is if you had a lot of carbonated beverages like seltzer, uh, you're, you'll have a lot of air in your system and it'll make your stomach feel hard. And I'm like, I'll drink like three or four a day. That's probably it. So this morning I was like, I'm not going to have any. And then I felt, my, and then I was like, oh yeah, this is way better. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this DC. Yeah. But the hard seltzers that you're drinking are also seltzer yeah. Yeah. and also carbonated. Now that I know what the reason is, I don't care. Like, okay. I, you know, I'm like, and of course, in my head, I'm like, maybe I have, you know, some sort of cyst that explains why I'm so overweight. And it'll be like 19 pounds immediately removed through some easy surgery or something like that. But <sighs> we can all hope for cysts, can't we? That's an early, early running in the early running for the title of this episode is we can all hope for cysts. Uh, what's new with you? How's life? Ah, uh, good. Good. Last uh, weekend, uh, the in-laws dropped off Libby. Yes. A approximately one year old labradoodle, um, puppy dog, which we are watching for the next two weeks. She is a handful and a half. She is extremely, energetic um mrs manson's been taking that dog on a million walks a day um even i have been more active than usual with the dog that first day i think both of us finished close to sixteen thousand steps wow um and again i I will say mrs manson doing brunt of the work on that um now but i'm still taking her out and you know right before bed I, i take her like halfway around the block to this new street and then come back so you know, she's got lots of energy, constantly wants to play, constantly all around, bouncing off the walls. Doesn't bark very much, which is good. Um, if you hear barking, that'll definitely be Oscar. But yeah, I don't know. It's been fun. It's been fun uh, having her around this last couple of days. Uh, first question. Uh, a new street? Like a new street for walking? Or did they actually put a new street near um, where you live? Yeah, so we live on what's kind of a circle, and then it also ends in a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And technically, the part that connects the circle is a different street, but yeah, that's the, whatever. That's the street you mean. No, it's not, because at the back of the circle, they put in a new housing development. Ah, okay. And so there is a brand new street that goes down that way quite a ways. It also ends in a cul-de-sac. That makes sense, because when I go to your house, I don't go around the circle. I take the connecting street and it saves a little bit of time the connecting street is the shorter way to go when driving for sure um yeah in the back there there's now another new street so lovely 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 yeah anytime doc has new neighbors he's a happy guy i know that yeah they're all far enough away it's fine i just want to get rid of the ones right next to me (laughs) they're really only on one side the other side can stay they're fine how do how has Oscar adjusted to having a new a new uh, playmate? He hates it. <laughs> you know, he's almost ten. He doesn't have a lot of energy, and this dog is bigger than him and faster than him. Yep. So, like, he occasionally does try to play with this dog, but the dog, you know, instantly overtakes him, jumps on him, knocks him over. 
doesn't is not aware of its own strength and you know and so he doesn't play for very long he gets knocked over once and he's like, okay yeah never mind that was what was i thinking yeah of course much like of course, you, much like I'm you and i in our younger days yeah kind of <clears throat> you were you were the i was full of boundless energy had no idea where my body was in space often <laughs> crashing into things and you would tolerate it for a while and then wander off I tend to walk out, wander off anyways, you know. So. <laughs> uh, what's new on the work front? Are you applying for the new job? Have you decided not to? Are you? Yeah, the date passed for submission, um, and I did not apply. I thought about it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to drive out there. It was going to be a haul. It was going to be a haul, so... Yeah, I, I decided against it. What's your I commute don't, right now? 12 minutes? Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe another day. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, GQ, as far as I know, is still waiting to hear on the window washing job. Interestingly enough, I had thought, oh. they, I had thought they would. My guess is, so GQ is an experienced veteran window washer at the top of his field and at the top floor window washing. Um, My guess is the company wanted to hire a younger, cheaper version, but are keeping GQ string strung along in case the younger, cheaper version doesn't work out. GQ would make a good fallback option. That would be my assumption as well. If since they said he would have heard by now, they're just, they're just waiting till the other person is signed before yeah. they cut them loose. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that GQ. You deserved, you deserve better. I agree. And I feel badly because, you know, I know this company and I did expect them to behave with a slight, uh, more professionalism than that, but he's, he's okay with it. You know, he's glad he got the opportunity and he'll work at his, a regular window washing job for another year and then maybe try to get a new window washing job elsewhere or he hopes his side project takes off and he can become world famous because just just as long as he knows someone else who's famous first I'm still trying to figure out who the famous most famous person I went to high school with it might be you I I don't think so. Um, I mean, we have tens of listeners. We do. I think I'm we've been up- doing this show for seven years. I think I'm in the and upper we echelon. Tens of <laughs> listeners. I think I'm in the upper echelon. Um, I will say that. But you know, it's a shame. Had he only lived a couple of towns over, he could have gone to high school with the lead singer of Weezer. If only. So, you know. Do you have a uh, famous person who? Went to your school? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Yeah. I only think nepotism can get you so far. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was surprised. I wasn't, I wasn't going to reach out to you today. I knew it was Wednesday all day long, but I wasn't sure whether you were in state or not. Mm. Last we had talked, it yep. seemed like maybe, maybe not. That's Maybe a, we we may be heading up north tomorrow. It could be over the weekend. We might not go at all. We aren't. I I I am not part of the decision making. I have been. To, I've asked for like a twelve to twenty four hour notice so I can pack a bag and settle my affairs here, and then you know we'll head up. But well, 
if you're going to be around, Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah. Death Before Dishonor. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you always do dinner before the show? Usually. Typically, if GQ has time and he tends to be able to clear his schedule pretty well. Uh, yes, he, he does tend to come over. We tend to do dinner. He'll All bring right. something. Sometimes it's his local Chinese place, which is really good. Although sometimes he can't have that. And he makes another suggestion. And Yeah. I forget where we ate that one time that he suggested something else. I forget what we had. It was good, whatever it was. But I can't remember what the other thing was. Yeah. I, oh, I remember. It was burritos. Oh. They were good. They were good. Anyways. Yeah. yeah you know. Uh, I'm, I have no idea whether or not I'll be around. If I am around, um, I would at least like to pop over for a meal, say hi. And then if I need to depart, right? You know, I, I, it's always, I always fall asleep on your couch and then that's awkward. And then whatever. Uh, but look at the show, Jonathan Gresham, blankets. Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio. I mean, Jonathan Gresham, the couple times I've seen him, despite the fact that he's five foot four, he's real good. He's one of those you want to. He's in the he's in the Zack Saber. Ah, that explains what? it. Explains earlier what? today, because I have no idea who Jonathan Gresham is, and I wasn't going to do any research. Um, but earlier today, as I was perusing the Twitters, I saw a uh, a tweet that said Gresham versus Claudio, and it was an animated diff of Hornswoggle versus the Great Kali. And yeah, I was wondering what that was about because yeah. I did not understand. Gresham, I believe, is like five foot four, but he is in. From what I've seen, he is in the Daniel Bryan Zack Saber Jr. conversation. Okay, he is that good of a technical wrestler, and Claudio, of course, is amazing. That match is going to be fantastic. Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal. That's what a great uh, TNA throwback. Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia will be good. Do you think Jay Lethal will still be doing the black machismo gimmick? I don't think so. That is unfortunate. I I want him to break it out. Uh, I don't know if you have been paying attention to this whole Ric Flair's last match thing. A little bit. Just a little. He's he's on the opposing side, and I want him to break out black machismo just for that. When he's teaming with Jeff Jarrett. If I recall, at one time... An impact. Jay Lethal also did a Ric Flair impression. I think that was his the thing for a while. As he was doing all of them, he was doing a bunch of them. I, I remember it being quite good. So hopefully we can get Ric Flair versus Ric Flair at go. Ric Flair's last match. What's interesting about that show is that, and then yes, it can be Jay Lethal's last match, <laughs> and Ric Flair keeps going. can get wrestling until he's a hundred. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, FDR versus sticking with Death Before Dishonor. FDR and the Briscoes is going to be amazing. Mercedes versus Serena. It's going to be a great show. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic show. And then the card for Ric Flair's last match, which I believe is like the day after SummerSlam, is good as well. Let me see if I can find that. I, I think I, it's- I, I wouldn't get it because. I don't know. This whole thing just feels a little weird to me. But Killer Cross versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. 
Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Von Eriks, who are good. I remember seeing them in MLW versus the Briscoes. Uh, Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu should be really good. So, how far away do you think we are from an AEW X WWE Forbidden Door pay per view? You mean WWE and AEW on the same show? Yep, just a forbidden style thing. Instead of it being AEW cross New Japan, it's AEW cross WWE. I I think we're a Vince McMahon away from AEW WWE. I th- I think if Stephanie and Hunter were in charge, they'd be open to it. You've got Cody there. You've got Cesaro, Jericho, Flair. There's a lot of you know people on either side who could help smooth that out. If WWE sold to like Disney or something like that, they'd do it in a heartbeat because it would just, you know, right. I, something tells me I don't know that Vince would be open to considering anyone on his level. I just wonder if only because like, you know, they asked some AEW guys to send in video packages for um, something recently. I forget what it was. Uh, yes. Yeah, I forget I what it was, what it but was they, they were allowed oh, John to send Cena. Them. John Cena's anniversary. No, that was, yes, that's right. So, like, you know, like, there, it seems like there's a, there's an open line of communication between those two companies at this point. Anyways, I it's think so. think- that is a, a video package is a far removed thing from a joint show. But. I could I could very easily see a world where, let's say, just hypothetically, Seth Rollins wins the Royal Rumble. So you're getting Rollins versus Roman at WrestleMania. And then Moxley shows up the day after still under contract with AEW. But he's like, if we're doing this, we're doing this. And we finally get the shield triple threat match. Everybody wanted, but now it's Moxley instead of Ambrose. And I mean, I would love it if uh, Rollins won the Royal rumble and he comes out, you know, confronting reigns who, you know, is all like, oh, you're coming after the big dog. And Rollins is just like, no, I don't want to wrestle you. You're a waste of my time. I've beaten you so many times. I'm going to challenge the real champion. And then John Moxley's music hits wild things, starts playing. Yeah. He comes. Oh, my God. That'd be so good. And Reigns being slighted has to insert himself into that shit. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, I could. You know, I don't know if it would be WrestleMania, but it would be the biggest WrestleMania of them all. If all of a sudden you had AEW involved. I have to imagine. I mean, I don't know this and it's probably not true at all, given that WrestleMania is still a whole weekend and they're still doing the raw the day after in the same town. But it just seems to me that like. WrestleMania is not what it was 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like. We're going back to WrestleMania in the in the teens, late teens, maybe. We're like the WrestleManias aren't doing the buy rates. I mean, they're doing the buy rates of essentially an in your house show. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't. That's not fair because I know buy rates aren't the same thing for WWE anymore now that they've got the network and Peacock sure. and all of that. But I just it just doesn't. I don't know, man. WrestleMania doesn't feel like a big deal to me anymore. But that's probably just me because, again, the economics of doing that whole weekend at a town plus the Raw, if those economics didn't work out, it, it 
it wouldn't happen. So it's probably it's well, probably not true, but this doesn't feel special. Well, okay. So ten years ago, the main event of WrestleMania. Because while you were talking, I decided to just look all this up. The main event of WrestleMania was The Rock versus John Cena. The main event of this WrestleMania, depending on which night you're talking about, is either Roman versus Brock or Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. I mean, those both sound pretty big. Uh, the fact that it's a weekend kind of hampers it. You know? Yeah. And I love it. I love it. Like, I think it's good nights. that it's not a single night anymore. If, well, no. Correction. I think it's good that it's not a single show that's nine hours long anymore. Yes. That was just too much. Yes. Um, but honestly, I think two nights is too much also. I think they really just needed to cut it back. One night, four hours, done. Let's do your Saturday night show as NXT, just like you were doing, mm-hmm. and cut back WrestleMania. It doesn't have to be something that people that are going there are defecating in their backpacks because they've been sitting in these seats for 18 freaking hours. Do you have, do you have a source primary source that indicates that wrestlers pooped in their backpack? Not wrestlers. That was Randy Orton. <laughs> that, uh, you know, fans went to the bathroom. In well, their I'm pretty sure that Eddie McCabe went to WrestleMania a few times. So there's got to be at least wow. one fan. Wow. <laughs> we haven't talked about him in months. This is a shot right across the mouth. Fuck you, Liam. <laughs> oh, Liam. Oh. Curse you, Liam. Wow. Uh, uh, the feud is still hot, DC. The feud is still hot. You know, and again, 10 years ago, we'll stick with this, and then I want to talk about what you were saying. The Undertaker, Triple H, Hell in a Cell. That was a huge match. Yes. Uh, then they had Team Johnny versus Team Teddy. I'm glad we didn't do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, CM Punk versus Jericho. That, I'm sure, was good. Uh, Kelly Kelly and Marina Maria Manunos versus Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres. I don't think that was very good. I I think the the just by sheer numbers, the matches were better now. But That's 10 years ago, likely true. Ten, but, but, you know, I think the network. I'm a different. Well, no, 10 years ago, to be fair, I wasn't watching wrestling. This got me in, but you don't need to watch week to week anymore. You can just watch the premier live events. But the fact that it's on Peacock and it's not as huge of a deal, I think, does change it. The fact that. Twitter is a big thing now and like you can spend as I've done many, many times in my life, you can spend all day interacting and dealing with wrestling. I wasn't doing that 10 years ago. Uh, But I also think, you know, just the sheer number of people that were part of this show for it's got to be 40, 45 wrestlers that were taking part in WrestleMania. I closed the window for WrestleMania 28, but I'm guessing it was half and less than half. So, you know, is the WWE too big at this point? Um, I mean, I think that's what I was arguing, but, but would you, would you, are you arguing that they cut the roster in half? 
No. Do they do they split it up Raw and SmackDown and you do two WrestleManias in two different cities, like WrestleMania East Coast, WrestleMania West Coast on two different weekends? Sure. And while we're at it, you do WrestleMania as the uh, big granddaddy show of the Raw brand and you do SummerSlam or whatever is the big granddaddy show for SmackDown. And each one of those only has six pay-per-views throughout the year. And you call it, you call it, you keep all the same talent if you want. Um, and you actually put together a proper rotation of talent and give people time off and, you know, you can make it work with the same numbers. I think it does make, you know, this ring of honor pay-per-view is a big deal because hey, the company was, we were pretty sure was going out of business, um, at some point. And but also, you know, you don't see these people all the time. And AEW is similar. You're not going to necessarily see them all the time. So I can see what you're saying. It is different. It's different for sure. I'm trying to see what the results were. I watched Dynamite. I've, I've watched more AEW than I've watched current WWE the last couple of weeks. Although now I'm trying to remember what I saw. Yeah, I don't think I watched AEW last week. I didn't get to it. I know tonight is the barbed wire match between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. That's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, I don't know. And a lot of people like Eddie Kingston, but I'm not too high on Eddie Kingston. And I, I honestly think Jericho's best days are behind him as well. Oh, sure. So I, that doesn't excite me very much, to be honest. Um, let's see. I think his Eddie Kingston is a good talker. I'll give him that. He's a good promo. Chris Jericho is in great shape, but this is not going to be a wrestling match. No. So. And yeah, I don't know. And Eddie Kingston's just his in-ring work doesn't excite me. And it's, it's, it's funny because like I historically have been like a hardcore guy, but I'm not really sure he is a hardcore guy. He can be, but he's not always. Sometimes he's just, just a brawler, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Like, I don't, He's not always engaging to me um, between the ropes. So, yeah, that's fair. I don't think he needs to get into better shape. Like the character. No, I don't give a shit about that to look that way. Uh, Let's see what I watched last week. Wardlow versus Orange Cassidy, which was more entertaining than I thought it would be. That was good. Oh, I had to have been good. Yeah. Orange Uh, Cassidy is so good, man. He is. He is. is and, And and the match was a nice mix. There was a little bit of the wrestle silly. But then you had Wardlow doing Hoss fight. Like it was all, you know, it checked a lot of the boxes of stuff I'm looking for. Forbidden door forward. I think they've had Orange Cassidy on every week and he has just been killing it every week. And it's exactly what you're saying. There's a little bit of wrestle silly, but every week they're reminding you how good this guy is. I mean, I don't know if he's up for a push or what, but. My goodness, they have been doing it on a weekly basis. At one point, Wardlow is outside there. I think I have this right. He's outside the ring and like he looks down and he pulls Danhausen out from under the ring. Love it. He's got him like by the neck and Danhausen goes to do the curse and then goes, you know what? We're good. We're good. We're good. And he just like, walks <laughs> away. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, it's great. I uh, like Dan John, Nelson as well. He hasn't done much, but that I've yeah. seen. But. John Moxley took on this Japanese guy from like uh, DDT Pro Wrestling who was good. That was a fun match. 
We had a battle. I keep of- waiting for DDT Pro Wrestling to get in touch with us about buying that DDT Wrestling domain name. And <sighs> no, I don't think so. Uh, we had a matchup of the uh, Real Americans, Claudio versus Jack Swagger, Jake Hager. I'm sorry to hear that. It wasn't bad, despite the fact that Jake Hager wrestles in his underwear. Jake uh, Hager is not good. It's a, he's a guy that I I've never got. No, ever. He, I like what they've done. I'll give credit where credit is due. They figured out, don't let him open his mouth. He is very intimidating, and he's a big presence if he just stands there and looks mean. The second he opens his mouth with his Muppet-style mouth and then talks, it's gone. Yeah, I mean, don't be wrong. I, I, I'll say I never got it. But, like, you know, I, I do believe I enjoyed hating the the we the people stuff like they sure. figured it out in WWE Zeb also Coulter. You, you put him with Zeb Coulter right Zeb Coulter does a very nice job uh, and then a great triple threat uh, the Young Buck Generation Me Team Taz and the team of Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland for, uh, for the tag belts that was fun too yeah it was a spot fest but it was fun. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I got to catch up on Rampage, and then I don't know if I'm going to watch this barbed wire match. It's not really my cup of tea, because I imagine somebody, Eddie Kingston, is going to bleed all over. But Yeah, with a name like barbed wire everywhere match, or whatever they're calling it, it is something like that. Um, yeah, I have to believe there's going to be some bread. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're getting emails galore. There's going to be some juice. Yeah. The juice will be loose. Uh, but, you know, I'm enjoying AEW. And I, I almost watched Dark because I feel like if they're going to be putting these shows on, I should watch them. But I haven't gotten around to it. Um, Rampage was supposed to show us the Pac match from the UK. And they showed like a 45-second highlight reel, which I think was a little... Uh, hmm. I think they showed the whole thing on Dark, but... I thought they were going to show us at least most of it, but that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it, you know, AEW is good. I'll give them credit. AEW is good. Uh, SummerSlam, I think, is shaping up to be good. That's going to be in a couple weeks. It's the 30th. So, you know. Good things abound in the world of professional wrestling. wrestling Fan. Logan Paul, man. Logan Paul. Oh, yeah. It's not really going to... Yeah, draw me back into the product. Uh, apparently, he was very good. I refused to watch it, and I won't watch his match with the Miz. But apparently, he, you know, he yeah. put the work in, which is what you want. Which is what you want. What do you want, Doc? Are we going to our six emails now that we got six? Are there things we should be six. chatting about? Yeah, I got five. Do you have Jeffries? back and look here yes nate's yeah glenn's uh-huh brandon banks indeed your wife's indeed do you have veronica murray's i do not oh, that's the one you told me i could read oh lovely so, uh but you know it's only 30 minutes so we could do we could move on to the emails and do a slightly shorter show or i'm open for i don't have a tournament ready or anything like that i'm open for you know, other topics, if anything's on your mind here. Ah, I don't know. Let's, let's, um, maybe we mosey. Maybe we mosey let's on mo- over those mosey. emails. Those emails tend to take a while. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Deep uh, and retrospective 
questions that require thought and well-paced, deliberate answers. It's just the sort of thing that I would expect from the thoughtful fans and listeners that we have here at DDT Wrestling with DC Matthews and myself, Doc Dr. Manson, also known as, yes, you said it, DC. I did. Dr. Mankind. I love I that you don't to. even try to stop me anymore. You're like, well, this yeah. is happening. I guess I just have to let it <laughs> run its course. Nope. Let me see. I, I was in the vestibule of patience. I signed up. For, I got a Woot account. I have the Woot app, and they had a box of crap, and I was in the waiting room to try to get one, but I don't think that happened. So it's all right. Uh, every day I check our spam folder because you never know when something's going to show up in spam. And we got one here. And it was it was the it was the subject area that made me think you know Doc's going to want to hear this so Veronica Murray, uh, the the subject is milf book, milf book. Hello, sir. We invite you to the most secret adult nightclub in your city. Mm. Our club just for male. There are already seventy five percent single female. Are join. But I thought it was just for male. How there's 75% female if it's just male? It's uh, a great question. Veronica, your story is not adding up. Continue. Continue, DC. Our party goes on day and night. If you are interested, you can register for free. See our details and full profile with pictures. Click here. No, thank you. Just submit your age, zip code, email, and join. No joined charge free for today. Just today. If this, if this link doesn't work, manually copy and paste on your browser. No, thank you. Sent from our personal page. Lovely. I'll have to look into this MILF book. It sounds did like you, a... Did, do, you, do you have a lot of adult nightclubs in your city? Lots, as far as I know, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to go to any adult nightclub in this area. I don't think we'd have a good time. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, Jeffrey chimes in, episode 327. Hey, guys. Glad to see that Swedish Fish made the finals. You guys got to talking about things that were not in the tournament. You mentioned Spree's. That was my sister's favorite growing up. I actually found some on Amazon and sent her some. Another one that wasn't on there was Bonkers. Do you guys remember those? I included a picture if you don't. Those were so good. I'm looking at them. I don't remember Bonkers. They, f- they look familiar. Mm, nope. They look familiar. They look mm, I, that, the watermelon one looks familiar because it's got the two colors. Mrs. Manson, do you remember Bonkers candy? No, she's shaking her head. Where do those come from? You made cookies? Wow, you're good. She's good. Should, we should start having mail order. Those look good. We should start having mail order cookies. Peanut butter. People, All right. can, people can write in and she'll make cookies and send them. Okay. Mrs. Manson's cookies. I like her cookies. There you go. Anyways, just wanted to check in. I'm watching the MLB All-Star Game. Oh, we got to get Doc off here early so he can go watch that All-Star Game. I know how much he loves the baseball. Baseball, good. Good choice for your favorite player, by the way. Jason Veritek. Mine was Trot Nixon. 
He's known as Trotty Trot 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 around this house. He wasn't great, but he was always diving, sliding, and trying hard. He was the original dirt dog. Quick question. Did you guys ever go to junior high or senior high dances? Heard When I'm With You by Sheriff the other day and brought me back to a dance. That's all. If so, what song brings you back to those times? Thanks. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have the Twitter, sent from my iPhone. Yeah, I went to all sorts of dances and snowballs. What's the one they call it when the girls have to ask the boys? The Sadie Hawkins dance? Sure. Yeah, I went to those. We didn't have those. We had a, There were like a couple of dances a year, and then, of course, there were the proms. Um, the song I'll answer right now. Everybody hurts sometime. That is the song that takes me back to a middle school dance because I felt like they played it and all the teachers stared at all of us dorky kids who didn't have anyone to dance with. And we just, yeah. And we just were like, I don't remember any specific songs, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't recall. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. How many proms did you go to? Let's see. I went to both of mine. I went to one at another school with a girlfriend. And then I went to another one with a different girlfriend later. Uh, so four, I guess. Yep. That's, that's my number two. I went to four. Uh, let's see. The junior prom, my girlfriend at the time, and her best friend, who I arranged to be the date for my best friend, um, they found other friends from their school who were at my prom, so they left and didn't hang out with me the whole time. So that was fun. And then I went to her prom, which was fine, uh, on our college campus, actually. And then I went, I took uh, a girl from school to my senior prom for her to tell me in the car on the way that she had a boyfriend now. And if it was okay with me, she was going to go hang out with her boyfriend at the prom, even though I was her date. So that was fun. So how many of these proms did you get lucky after? Define lucky. Do I have to define it? Do you have to? No, but I'd like it to. I sure, I sure would. I sure would a like serious to question that. anyways. It's fine. Uh, two out of the four. Yeah! Uh, the nice part about that senior prom where the, the date is, I wound up starting to date somebody else by the end of the prom. And then I went with somebody else that I was dating to their prom. So yeah, four. My goodness. Four. People at your school got around. Two were good times. I was... I was all into casual dating as a senior. I thought I had discovered, you know, I can, you know, just see these, you know, girls sparingly and like, you know, see multiples. And it's, it's you know, no one's ever thought of that before. <laughs> I was a genius. Like a new ground. But yeah, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Takes me back to middle school dances every time. And then um, Lone Star. Baby, I'm amazed by you. That was a high school prom song. Yeah, I didn't really. The problem is, I didn't listen to modern music. No. So, like, I don't recognize or remember any of the songs throughout that whole period, really. 
Yeah. If they had played Weird Al stuff, I would have known it. But that'd be a great prom. Uh, Nate chimes in <laughs> with his weekly email. <laughs> what? It's just hello, it friends. Be. I feel like I don't have much to add this week, so I'll keep it somewhat brief. I feel like I don't know a ton about you guys. I know a lot, but if you're comfortable sharing what well, we think the general public doesn't know about you. My possibility <laughs> is I'm saying no one I am probably something as well. Sending happiness or positivity, you may have a good time you told your best day. I'm the one who's drinking the hard seltzer and you've lost the ability to speak. Marriage is what brings us together. I, I feel like I don't have much to add this week, so I'll keep it somewhat brief. I feel like I don't know a ton about you guys. I know a lot, but if you're comfortable sharing, what are three things the general public doesn't know about you? My piece of positivity is that I'm seeing Nope on Thursday night and probably Saturday night as well. Setting happiness and positivity your way. Have a great night, you two, your bestie, Nate. Um, three things in general. I feel like we share a lot on this show. We do. Um, let's see. Let's see. My social security number is. DC has a crippling pornography addiction, which I believe he confessed to like two weeks ago on this show. I'm getting better. Yeah. That was, that was my moment where I asked for help and now I'm. Helping myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, geez, three things the general public doesn't know about me. I'm a loner, Dottie, a rebel. Um, yeah, I don't know. Should I just find three random questions? Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, three, yeah. I, I don't know what. What do we? What do people want to know? Random question of the day generator. Boom. Boom. Uh, oh man, Lay it on me. Are terrible. What? What sort of physical exercise do you enjoy? Um, mostly weightlifting. That's about that's about the only thing that I enjoy doing. I hate ellipticals. Um, I hate running. I hate walking. Um, don't put me on an exercise bike. It's the worst. I have gotten into again listening to the William Regal podcast. I'm not doing a lot of it, but I've been doing the Hindu squats. Feel like my, you know, just basically just arms up, down. Oh, okay, you know. yeah. I I had originally said I was going to try to do a hundred a day. I did that for I think two days, and then my legs hurt, so I now I'm down to you know thirty to forty to fifty a day. But I'm going to build myself back up. Yeah, there you go. Um, but you know, I I don't mind going for walks. I like walking with a purpose. Going for a walk just to go for a walk is boring. But if yeah. I'm, you know, like if we drive to a main street in our town, you can park at one end and walk all the way down essentially to the other end. That's a nice walk. And then if you're well, going that's not to the like, post office, that's not exercise. To- I mean, it is. It is exercise. But like in you're. This- in this heat, it is. Well, yeah, but you're not doing it for the purpose of exercising. No, you're no. you're walking with a purpose. You're going yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah, but we could be driving to the post office or driving to the library. We are choosing to walk. But yes, we're not walking. We're not power walking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, the earliest thing I can remember wanting to be is a cartoonist. That's new. I was way into Garfield uh, and the far side and sure. uh, Calvin and Hobbes. So 
Yeah, I wanted to be a cartoonist when I was real little. Then I figured out I couldn't draw. So I thought maybe uh, being a novelist would be better because I could write them words okay. You could write them words. Okay. You're a good writer. You're a good writer. Uh, Let's see. I, I remember, you know, wanting to be a pop star at some point, except. Uh, and then I thought, you know, high school, again, broadcast journalism. We've talked about that before. I wanted to be Bobby Heenan, RIP to his wife, Cynthia, who passed away this week. Um, I'm trying to think of like, if you asked me what I wanted to be, it was a wrestler or involved in wrestling from, you know, the age of eight or nine. That was it. So, okay. Uh, and then again, clickety clicking here. What is the best way to get over a breakup? Uh, hopefully we don't need this advice for us personally, but you know, it's not a bad idea every so often to talk about it. Somebody may need this advice at some point. What is your best way to get over a breakup? There is no good way. Um, but I recommend surrounding yourself with friends and gorging on pizza and wings. That worked for me a few times. Mm-hmm. In, in your experience, were you most likely the dumper or the dumpy? Dump E, I suppose. I think I've been dumped more. Uh, really, I would say I've been cheated on, which I suppose means I have been dumped. But when somebody says that, I mean, at that point, you were sort of dumping them also, because it's not like you're going to stay with them at that point. So some people would. Some people might, but I have more self-respect than that. So. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. That's yeah. So I don't know what that counts as, really. But I would guess the when they decided to cheat, that was essentially dumping me, even if they weren't doing it to my face and I didn't know it yet. They pulled that trigger. So I'll say they did the dumping, and I was the dumpy. Mm-hmm. I would agree, but now I'm trying to think. You know, I serious relationships I've had maybe like two before Mary met meeting my wife or not meeting my wife. We met before, but getting involved with my wife. Uh, I was one and one for those. I ended one. Uh, I agree with the friends. I also think you have to be, it's difficult to do, but you have to take yourself out of it and you have to try to think about, okay, what did this teach me? If you were dumped, what did this teach me? What did, you know, what was either, what was the reason, you know, I'm big into self-psychoanalysis. So what was the reason they said they were dumping me versus what do you think the real reason is? Or, and then if you happen to be in the one initiating the breakup, what can you take from that relationship? So there we go. There's your three things that we don't know about you. We've been dumped a lot. Uh, wrestling and cartooning and whatever the first question was that I forget. Me too. Glenn, just a quickie. Hi guys. Because I'd forgot it's Wednesday. Here's a quick non-planned question. What was the first non WWF pay-per-view you remember seeing? Thanks as always. Glenford. 
Probably had to be TNA. Um, that's fair. I the one I know that I taped because I've watched some of these matches over and over again. Interestingly enough, is Bash at the Beach '96, which for those who don't know, that's the pay per view where Hogan joins the NWO. That wasn't why I bought it. I don't remember why we would have bought it. I, you know, but like. I remember watching that and watching that Rey Mysterio psychosis match a huge number of times because it was so good. That's the one I distinctly remember seeing. Um, I may have seen earlier ones like where Hogan was in the Dungeon of Doom, but I can't remember. But yeah, probably bring up a good point. I may have seen a WCW pay-per-view on VHS from the local rental place. Yeah, that's entirely possible. The first like non pay-per-view, non WWF pay-per-view event I remember purchasing and like watching live definitely would have been TNA. TNA. Yeah. Those were good. We had some good shows. Uh, Brandon Banks. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday and I'm leaving work (laughs) and DC just reminded us to send those emails in. My question for this week is for Doc. Doc, what was your favorite part of the MLB All-Star game? Keep up the work. Bring back the list, damn it. Sent from my iPhone. Don't we still have pro wrestling rankings or something? We have like four episodes of a podcast that have never made the light of day because I think we recorded one, maybe two. Oh, I don't know. Um, My favorite part of the MLB All-Star game was the fact that I didn't know it happened. I didn't hear about it on the news. I didn't see it on Reddit. I didn't see it on Twitter. The, the first time I heard anything about the MLB All-Star Game was when DC mentioned it earlier in, I think, this episode. So, um, yeah, that was my favorite part. The fact that I heard absolutely nothing about it. And I'll thank you to uh, allow me to do that in the future. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch any of the events, and I don't care about the All-Star Game. I was glad to see some younger guys... Uh, do well in the home run derby. Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto. uh, Those kids got a future, I tell you. Mrs. Manson, our final email of the evening. Woof. Hi, fellas. This week, we have my parents' year-old Labradoodle Libby staying with us, and she is a ball of energy. Oscar isn't overly thrilled with our new border, but they mostly manage a peaceful coexistence. Libby and I almost have the exact same color hair and wavy curls, but she is way more extroverted than I am. If I were a dog, maybe I'd be a Cocker Spaniel. What about you guys? If you suddenly woke up tomorrow in dog form instead of human form, what kind of dog do you think you would be? Happy tails. Oh, she's so clever. Mrs. M. I think we've answered this before. I think you've always said bulldog or something like that. I would be Matilda. Matilda? British bull- yeah. Oh, British right. Bulldogs Matilda. Have a dog. Yeah. Matilda, yes. Bring the bulldog down and sit me down. Let me watch wrestling. I'm a happy guy. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I would probably be the most boring dog in existence. I would probably just be like a Labrador. Um, You don't think you'd at least be a golden retriever? You're cute. uh, I'm not that dumb. I feel like golden retrievers just have a way about them that are just like, they also tend to be real relaxed. And again, that's not me either. So do you think you would actually be a cat? Probably. I kind of think you'd be a cat. Yeah. If I had to be a dog, though, like let's I mean, let's face it, uh, you know, you've, white you've guy, read, straight. You've read, 
You've read Benicula. Christian, you know. Correct. Oh, yeah, Benicula. Hell yeah. Celery stocks at midnight. Um, haunted. Your, Chester, your Chester, I'm Harold. That's, that's how this works. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. You're more well-read. I've got the enthusiasm, but I also like laying in front of the radiator and taking a snooze. <laughs> in fairness, I like that also. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Here's a question yeah, for think, you. you. Sure. She, my, my wife in this email says she, that the dog is way more extroverted than she is. Well, thinking back to our college days, would you describe my wife as extroverted? We had this conversation. I think it may have been off air. But we had this conversation recently. In college, your wife, very different from your wife today. It's, your wife, I, I think she found what she was looking for, and she happily settled down into a life of baking cookies and doing all of this stuff. When I knew her back in the day, uh, I think she was trying to find what she needed, not knowing it was right there. And so she was more extroverted and actively searching for things. Penis. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just asked because she always talks about how she's so introverted. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm introverted. <laughs> like, I remember <laughs> you being so extroverted. And that just, and I, don't get me wrong. I, I don't, I, I believe her. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying it's false. Like I, I think she does act far I, more introverted think, today, but yeah. But I also think it was different in college. You know, one of my wife's favorite memories of our freshman year is I may, may have been at your wife's like going to, they all lived in a, the all female dorm next door to mine. Um, you know, going over and having a bunch of people in a room, they're making like grilled cheese sandwiches or something. They're doing jello shots. And granted, that's somewhat extroverted, but six or seven people hanging out in a, we were never, let's go to frat row. Let's go to the off-campus apartments and do keggers or all of that. You know, let's have a bunch of people over to our room. Let's play some video games. Let's, you know, do some peppermint patty shots. We were extroverted in an introverted kind of way. Yeah. I mean, even like the stuff that we did, like that was the limits for me. Like I enjoyed the fact that for the most part, especially early on, I was walking across campus to somebody else's dorm to go to those things because that meant I could hang out for an hour and then I could just fucking leave. You know what I mean? Uh, and I did plenty of times. Um, much, much how I am now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never been one for most gatherings. What was an evening? What was a typical freshman year evening for Doc Manson if you weren't coming over to our dorm? Playing video games. Um, probably a lot of Star Siege tribes. Maybe tribes two at that time. I'm not sure. Hmm. Fair enough. A lot not of video studying. games. Not studying on weekends. I mean, I studied when I had to, which wasn't often. Because you're so gosh darn smart. Yeah. <laughs> and entry-level gen ed courses are so gosh darn easy. I remember organic chemistry, my, my you know, sophomore year. We had mutual friends 
who were in the yeah. class. And I remember they would spend like 18 hours over the weekend studying every waking moment. They'd be studying, studying, studying. And like the night before, like at like six o'clock, I would swing by their study group and they'd be like, we don't understand this, 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 and this. And I'd be like, oh, well, this is how I understand it. <laughs> and that would be my studying. And I would go, I would, and admittedly, I didn't do any serious studying for that course. And I, I think one semester I got a B plus and the other semester I got an A minus. So it's not like I was getting perfect grades or anything, but no studying really. And I remember they would study again, a full weekend and then they'd be crying D minus F on the exams. And they would just be yeah. like, Oh my God, we hate you. How is it that you just swing through and just do well on this? And it's like, I don't know. So it just makes sense. I had, to me. I had the best of both worlds. Yeah. I also didn't study. And then I got the D minus. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, there were certain courses. Like I think I remember studying and making flashcards for like biology. Cause I, it's my brain is not wired for math and science. You give me a history course or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And I will get through it with minimal studying, but bio math, not, not my wheelhouse. It's funny though, because like in my head, I tend to think of bio as pretty close to something like history. Um, I, I don't think of it as a science in the way that physics or chemistry or even biochemistry is. Um, just straight up biology, I tend to think of as being closer to a, a social science and a lot of the skills needed to to um, understand it. A lot of memorization and remembering trends and things. I don't know. To me, there's a lot of overlap in that material um, versus the harder sciences. And by hard, I don't mean more difficult. I mean like the more pure sciences, you know, closer to math, direct applications of mathematics and things. Yeah, now, that's it. Because you first started talking and I was like, I don't know at all. But then I was thinking about chemistry and physics and stuff. And I'm like, chemistry, you have to know the formulas and all of that. And then physics is a lot of the same type of thing, which is why I didn't take a chemistry or physics class. I took chemistry in high school. I don't remember a single thing, but I know I was there. <laughs> and then yeah. they were like, do you want to take physics? And I was like, no. Why would senior I want to take do not have, physics? I do not need to take a science or math course in my senior year. Thank you. I'll take history and French and independent study Spanish in two bands and I'll go home. Bare enough. Uh, what's your piece of positivity, Doc? Thank you to our email. Thank you to our besties. Thank you for the last minute email sent in because I forgot it was Wednesday. Uh, what's getting you through? What's what's exciting? What's thrilling? What what do you got for Yeah, me? so I mentioned I didn't really watch AEW last week. That's because I finally got around to watching Stranger Things season four. Watched basically an episode a night, finished it up. Last night, maybe mm -hmm. um, with the two with the two hour marathon. Yeah, and and I gotta tell you, man, like almost every one of those episodes was like an hour and twenty minutes, and then the final ones were like an hour and forty five and two hours and twenty minutes, and that is too long, man. It is too long. Like, and I, I've said this before, and I will say this: like, I think I enjoyed season four. I think I enjoyed it probably the most out of any of the seasons since probably season one. Um, 
And the other thing I will say about it is I think that season four of Stranger Things is the best A Nightmare on Elm Street movie that has been made since A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, probably. Um, because Vecna is Freddy Krueger through and through. Yeah. Okay. And the fact that they even nodded to that by bringing in Robert Englund for a cameo um, at parts of the season, I thought was fantastic. And you just look at him. He's all burned up. He's got one of his hands is this long, elongated claw. He goes into people's minds. He plays with the mindscapes or dreamscapes and can do whatever he wants, basically. Um, yeah, he's it's literally they looked at a nightmare in Elm Street and said, that's a cool thing from the 80s. That's and this is an 80s nostalgia show. So let's make an entire character that is Freddy Krueger just without the license. And I will say, I think overall, they did a, a real good job with that. I enjoyed a lot of that quite a bit. Um, that said, everything was too long. Like that show probably could have been half as long as it was. And I think I told you this as well. Like everything that happened in Russia, I called this early on. I don't know if it does this on the air or not. Like everything that happens in Russia doesn't need to be in the show. Like that, that whole storyline could just not be in this season and it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter like at all. They, and I, I just, I feel like they it would really benefit from an editor. Um, and so that said, I was thinking about that more so. And you know, I, I had a thought as I was drifting off to sleep the other night that actually helped me come to terms with that a bit. Because, you know, typically think I'm thinking about this in terms of a cinematic experience, right? And as a movie, there's a lot of value in being concise. Um, you want to make sure you're keeping the action moving. Everything that happens on screen should serve a purpose at some point. Um, again, cinema tends to be a very concise way of telling a story. And the thing that I think I had to realize is this is less a movie and more a book. A book is able to spend time describing things and just talking about the architecture of a building and not doing anything that necessarily moves the story forward, but which enriches the characters of the world or, you know, gives you a, a deeper uh, appreciation uh, for all the multifacets uh, of this world that is being conveyed by the storyteller. And in some ways, maybe that is the switch that needed to toggle in my brain to enjoy this more. Thinking about this as not a movie, but as a visual representation of a book. And maybe that would help me understand TV shows more in general, because television sure. shows are something I frequently struggle with. I mean, I will say, though, I do think even having said that, like the pace of the show was just way all over the place. It really feels like, again, streaming services are just saying, give us as much content as possible. They're yes. not telling stories that they want to tell necessarily. They're telling the stories that one, give them the most amount of airtime to convince you to keep resubscribing. And two, they're doing the ones that are most convenient. Oh, we can't get 11 back on set at the same time as these other people. So we're going to have her only interact with these two other characters for the yep. vast majority of the season. It, like, you know, it just seems like the stories are in service to 
the fact that they can't even get these actors together at the same time because they've gone on to have successful careers of their own and they're in movies and other projects and they just can't get all these people together to do the ensemble thing that they did at the beginning. And that feels bad to me too. You know what I mean? Because it does really feel like they're not necessarily telling the story they wanted to tell, but the story that they figured out they could tell based off of the logistics. That said, having limits on your art a lot of times is a good thing. You know what I mean? Like it makes somebody more creative and it does like, you know, when George Lucas was able to have free reigns over Star Wars, like, and just go hog wild. He had all the money in the world to make those prequels. Like that wasn't a good thing. Having CGI to put anything on the screen he wanted wasn't a good thing. The original Star Wars were better because of the limitations that required them to be creative. Um, and so I don't know. So I, I go back and forth with that. There is a certain amount of good that can come from being limited and having to think outside the box by those real world constraints. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the balance is wrong in modern streaming media. Well, yeah, because you got to think about it. 20 years ago, <clears throat> you either made a two hour movie that was a single story, maybe it was a three hour movie, or you made a 22 episode season of television that was not just one story yeah at least in this country yeah yeah there was there was an arc or you do sherlock and you do three episode series and each one's a movie but it's over in four and a half hours and again they're still their own stories um now it's well we need at least you know six episodes so people can't watch it in a 30-day trial period so we need at least six. Eight would be better. Ten would be even better. And what I think is interesting about Stranger Things, yes, they have killed off characters, and I'm not going to spoil season four, but they have not killed off any of the important characters. I said that like in episode two or three to Mrs. Manson. I was like, the problem with this is I feel no tension for any of yeah. the main characters. <clears throat> like they've clearly... Yeah. And I'm sorry, spoilers skip 30 seconds here. I'm not going to say anything specific, but they very much only introduce new characters so they have somebody to kill off. Yes, Sean Astin's character, and, you know, it comes to mind. But also, you know, going back to Star Trek The Next Generation, Tasha Yar was supposed to be a big part of that show. The actress wanted to go on and do other things, so they killed her. You know, you kill a... Uh, series regular in the middle of your first season and then yeah she lived to regret it but like we're not doing that you know i'm not going to spoil anything but the character who at the end of season four seems closest to death is not going to die no not at all now maybe somebody dies in season five but that's the final season well if it, you know <laughs> you say it's the final season because it's the final season that they announced and they they said it's going to be the final season but when you look at their second quarterly earnings and they just lost a million customers, so now two consecutive quarters losing um, subscribers. Last, last quarter, it was 200,000, and that was a big deal. This quarter, it's a million. Admittedly, they were projecting to lose two million. And so they, count, they said, oh, big win. We only lost a million. Really hard to spin that as far as I'm concerned. Um, Their stocks up, stocks up fourteen seven percent. The, the thing is, they were helped by Stranger Things. Is my yeah. point. So, and they know that. So, if they start getting hurt, 
Stranger Things season five ain't going to be the end of Stranger Things. Yeah, I don't know. I They were talking about, so at one point they were interviewing David Arbor and he was talking about, well, you know, if we do a prequel. And I'm like, what the hell's going to be in a prequel? I don't need to know about Hopper before he became the, like. And I, I also I won't I love um, d- spoil anything, but where this season ends, I just want to talk about that for a moment because just, again, being vague about it, something big happens, right? And the yeah. thing, and that written to me, that really changes the entire tone of the show. Because, again, this is a sort of a nostalgia show in some ways, right? It, it's taking place in the 80s and you throw yeah. back, oh, I remember this stuff. I remember that stuff, right? And that's interesting because, you know, up until now, all the stories they've told, don't get me wrong, certainly last season, season three, they started growing in scope a bit, but it was still ending within uh, the context that you could believe that no one else in the world knows what's going on in this sleepy little town in Hawkins. It's still a self-contained, tiny story, a quiet, sleepy town where strange things are happening and nobody knows about it. The way that season four ends means the entire world knows about Hawkins, which no longer means that this could have taken place in our world during the eighties in this sleepy little town. And we just never heard about it because it was in the middle of nowhere, America, right? What happens at the end of season four implies that this is no longer the real world that this took place in because everyone would know about this. If this is the, if this actually happened, right? So that changes to me, the entire flavor of the backdrop of this show in a way. Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously the, writers intended it, but I don't know if I like that, to be perfectly honest. Well, and so my question is, okay, they go to ending, you know, we see the ending of season four. And as we're watching it, I'm immediately like, oh, they must have already filmed season five. Because clearly, in in the context of the story, I don't think we're going to jump a huge amount of time the way season four ends. But all of these kids, kids in air quotes, are going to be two or three years older by the time this t- show This comes. season, I'm sorry, but Nancy Wheeler, she looks like she's like 35 because yeah. she is. Yeah. 27, but still. She, I, she does not look like a high school senior. No, just doesn't. Well, and so and so and that's was it. So I'm like, you know, unless we're going to jump, unless we're going to be crazy and jump, this is now year three of the events that have happened. And these people are now like living in a war zone. And, you know, have you confirmed whether they have or have not filmed season five? I don't think they have. Yeah, I, lo- I did look it up and it didn't sound like they had filmed it. So I'm like. Because you know that because that was it, another thing. There was a big delay between season three and four because yeah. of the pandemic. So hopefully sure. there won't be a three year delay between no. four and five. But but again, like you said, well, and it also implies that the majority. It doesn't feel like season five is going to have. Oh, some of you need to go to Australia to fix this problem, and some of us we're going to go over here to Florida to fix this problem. Like this feels like this entire season should be everybody together, like 
And my hope is they're going to throw enough money at it that they get everybody together. And that's exactly what it is. That's really what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I'm doubtful. I almost feel like season five could be completed in, like you said, three or four hours, like one movie. Like, because I don't think it needs to be a whole season, but we'll see. Either way. It was good, you know, evidenced by the fact that we wa- we didn't watch the middle episodes of se- part one of season four. Um, we didn't feel like we missed anything. I enjoyed part two more than I enjoyed part one. I'm interested to see where they go, but there are a lot of questions because I, I, I kind of want to see it where, you know, Finn Wolfhard is now buff because he's been fighting. They've been fighting. Yeah, then, you know, that's not happening. So. For, for two or three years, and this becomes essentially like... Uh, what's a you know predator? <laughs> it's like it's like jungle warfare happens in season five. Uh, my piece of positivity, since I think that's what we're talking. It is. About, it is. My piece of positivity today is going to be uh, a lack of vacations, which on its surface may seem a little strange. Most summers. Uh, My wife and I go on two or three trips. We're up in Maine for a few. We go to the beach for a few. We may go someplace new for a few. And of the eight or nine weeks that we have off, I know this is total first world teacher problems, two and a half to three of those are filled with being away from home, which is fine, but it gets a little much. This year, uh, for various reasons, we're not doing any of that. We have been home every night all summer, and it is glorious. The The stuff that we, you know, even just going to Costco and being able to wander around and not feel like we have to rush and, you know, debating, do I want to try a $1.50 hot dog? Like, how good could it be? Like, is it, um, you know, and it's good. It's worth a buck fifty. Okay. I will say it's, it's, um, it's got yeah, it's got a smoky flavor to it. I think so. If you like a, a little bit of a smoke to your hot dog, um, I I have promised my wife I will do one hot dog a year. I had one at our family gathering a few weeks ago. So in 2023, you could do worse. It's it's probably the best hot dog if you can only get one. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the one. All right, that might be it. Uh, but yeah, just you know, my wife's got this called an arrow garden which is like this little thing that you put little plants in and she can grow a garden year round so she's been playing with that we're you know like taking naps in the afternoon we're working on this project we're learning our spanish like it's just been very nice to just be chilled and relaxed we've had lunch now three times yeah we've had lunch three times i've seen you in person more this summer than i have in a very long time um GQ's waiting on me to tell him when I'm free for lunch again. So, you know, that may, that number may go up. I may be over Saturday for uh, dinner before the ring of honor pay-per-view. It's just been nice. So that's, you know, just having time to be able to relax. It's the summer. So of course I'm playing Skyrim again. Cause why the hell not? Oh yeah. I got a whole quantum leap thing going here. I downloaded a mod that shows, gives me every, like I can fast travel to every location. And I found a spreadsheet that has all of the quests 
So I just pick a random quest and I'm like, all right, I'm imagining that I'm being teleported to this place and I have to help this person. And then I'm teleported to another place and need to help another person. So um, quantum leaping it. Did you, did you name your character Scott Bakula? Unfortunately not. I, I had named him her. Actually, it's my first time with a female character, which doesn't, you know, the game doesn't change at all, obviously. Uh, it's rando minimalist because I'm also not, like, I'm not opening chests. I'm not collecting anything. I'm not, you know, selling stuff or building up any of my... You're not just having craft- a house full of cheese wheels. Yeah. I'm not building up any of my crafting skills. Um, I, so, but I should have, once I realized that it was like Quantum Leap, I should have named my character Bacula. If there's a way to change it, I don't know that there is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I would. But yeah, just being able to, you know, relax for a bit before the craziness that I know will be coming uh, has been lovely. And it has been lovely talking to you, Doc Manson, here on episode 328. We still made it over an hour and 15 minutes. And I'll remind you uh, of the timestamp we need to remind ourselves of uh, when I send this to you. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts run in the air, Send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog of episodes by going to wherever it is you procure fine audio goodness and podcasts of all sorts. Just search for DDT Wrestling. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on, and it does keep this podcast train chugging along he is doc manson at doc manson always deserving of love and praise my name is durango canyon at the dc matthews always deserving of scorn and disdain as i just talked about oh, i get nine weeks off isn't it great i'm able to go to costco and wander around yeah until we Don't meet again yourself. my friends yep yeah i get it <laughs> i get it again until we meet again my friends won't you be our bestie. <laughs>